right, it's the end of 2016, and we aren't dead yet. Well, we're probably not famous enough to die. Uh, we've gathered together tonight uh, to reminisce about the year and to try a sampling of some Prairie Bomb choice. Should be a pretty alcoholic night, so come in and have a drink. <laughs> Have a drink, the show where you learn along with us about the glorious drink called beer. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. Man, I really should have made that say I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, uh, something something seems a little little different around here in the studio. Wait, what am I doing in the studio? Why? Why, why can you see us? <laughs> oh, God. They can see me? <laughs> I got to hide in my hat. Well, anyone who happens to be unfortunate enough to be on Twitch right now. Or fortunate, I mean. With that severe, severe lag. (laughs) Yeah, the lag's the funniest part. So, yeah, guys, uh, we're gearing up. This will be, if you're listening to the audio version of this, it'll be after the fact for New Year's Eve. Uh, We are recording it before we do the (laughs) streamathon. Yeah, streamathon's still still to come. Nothing, no pressure. Totally nope. not gonna. No pressure us, at all. Cry myself to sleep. Yeah. Although this will be. Yeah. It, it'll. We're doing this before the New Year's Eve stream, but it'll be posted after. <laughs> gotta be. Gotta be good and buzzed. Yeah. Yep. And we will be after we get through this flight because oh. holy crap. But uh, before we get into that, we're gonna bypass news because the uh, the nuts of this episode are going to be rather newsy. So we're going to go ahead and talk about some untapped. What nuts? Get Alright, uh, first off from Untapped, uh, we've got uh, Madame Rosa has arrived. Uh, Goose Island continues its 2016 Sour Sister series by bringing you the Sour Sisters 5 Madame Rosa 2016 badge. Uh, Madame Rosa is crimson-colored Belgian-style brown ale fermented with wild yeast and aged on cherries in wine barrels. Oh my god. That's that's a little decadent. No, that sounds just right and I want all of that. Uh, layers of multi complexity, sour cherry, spice and wood notes make Madame Rosa an ideal beer to suggest to Bordeaux enthusiasts and beer drinkers fond of what <laughs> Of creeks, okay, and Flanders, brown ales. Hmm. Not the biggest fan of Flanders, but I'd go for a creek. Leave that against the the Flanders people. (laughs) Uh, To unlock the Sour Sisters 5, Madame Rosa 2016 badge, simply check into one or any vintage of the Sour Sisters. That can be the Jillian, the Lolita, the Juliette, the Halia, and Madame Rosa. I'm uncomfortable with anything named Lolita. (laughs) I, I don't I don't need that. 
What? Sounds worse. All right. Uh, who wants to grab the next one there? Uh, I'll go ahead and do it. Uh, it's Blue Point for the Holidays. Life on Long Island can slow down a bit during the winter season. <laughs> Life moves pretty fast. Sometimes you got to... That's not part of the read. I wish it was. Um, <laughs> uh, while many islanders migrate south for the winter, uh, Point Blue Brewing Company helps uh, helps the days go on by keeping the l- keeping the taps flowing at their. I made a mistake choosing this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did this to myself. Patachog. Pachogue Tasting Room. P A T C H O G U E. I did this to myself. I can't blame them for once. Uh, whether you're home for the holidays or bundled up on the icy shores of the Atlantic, Blue Point wants to help you keep warm this season with Blue Point Home for the Winter Badge. Uh, to earn this badge, simply check into any Blue Point beer between uh, the 22nd of se- December and the 22nd uh, of. Uh, that next month, January. <laughs> yeah, they like you said last time. This one, they've got the dates the again wrong. Again. Yeah, sixteen. So yes. untapped. Seriously. So hop in your time machine. <laughs> Gonna go back in time. You've got the entire past year to check into this one. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, just thinking of like icy shores of the Atlantic. I've I've seen that. I've gone to beaches <laughs> at the Atlantic in winter time, and it's like snowed. Like a little. That's my warm. kind of beach. I'm just like looking up like. There's something very surreal about seeing snow and waves. Yeah. Like, my brain is just not pro- able to process this information. All right. We got one more. Is that me? Oh, okay. Uh, so, Made Strong. It's uh, Smith & Forge Hard Cider. It's uh, what our ancestors made, apparently. So, uh, to honor the way it was crafted, we've created the Made Strong badge. Because Smith & Forge is not just a cider. It's a hard cider that harkens back to the time tradition of making things strong. It's cider the way it's supposed to taste. Unlock the new Made Strong badge by checking into a Smith & Forge hard cider between December 20th and January 20th. See, that one doesn't even have the year on it. It's smart. Yeah, that one was... They just gave away, like, the whole thing. A lot better planned out on whoever was making the badges. Some intern was tasked with just update our webpage, you know. And it seems like the lazy man was the one who won out. <laughs> okay. Usually, usually is. Slow and lethargic wins the race. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I prefer to think about it. So we've got a quick little write-up here to go through that's going to kind of help uh, guide everyone talking about the year in review for was, a craft beer. I was told there would be no homework. You were lied to. <laughs> So uh, we've got a little bit. We'll link it in the notes. Um, But we have a write-up here from the Brewers Association uh, about the 2016 Craft Beer Year in Review. It's just a kind of quick rundown of vital stats. So uh, a big year for small beer. Reflecting on the significant impact of small and independent craft breweries in 2016, the Brewers Association, the nonprofit trade association dedicated to small and independent American brewers, in case you were wondering who they are, looked back on defining beer moments of 2016. So, of note, from 2016, your brewery count, 5,000 strong and growing. There are now 5,005 breweries in the U.S. compared to 10,000 wineries. Suck it, wine. (laughs) Almost all, 99%, are small and independent craft brewers. So it wasn't that long ago on the show 
I mean, what, middle of the year that we were talking about uh, that we'd finally passed pre-prohibition numbers? Yeah. I think which, so, yeah. Which yeah. was what? Uh, 4,000. 4,000. Okay, 4, so yeah. that means we've gone up over 1,000 <laughs> craft breweries this year alone, and it's nice to be getting, like, we we're to a point where it's the most breweries we've ever had in the country. So yeah. the the drop off from prohibition to, you know, oh yeah. right afterwards is like disgusting. I I don't know if you noticed this or not and where you got this article from originally, but did you notice the picture? 8 Ball. Yeah, yeah, 8 Ball. Like we are recording in the same city that the picture is is taken here Newport. Yeah. So uh, it's from Bruce does. I I don't know where they are located, but that's who linked this. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, um I think that they are a local thing because before there were like Braxton pictures uh, about yeah. there and a bunch of local things. Or they know where you live. <laughs> the Could article's coming from inside the house. But the uh, the information that they got it from um, was the craft beer published by the Brewers Association. So um, the year review comes out every year, and they usually have a pretty good rundown and, and uh, state of beer. Yeah. State um, of the brew. All right, so moving on down their little uh, sum up here. Uh, continued growth for the segment by mid-year small and independent breweries grew by 8%, reflecting uh, dynamism <laughs> and bright spot for the domestic beer market. So, yeah, a lot of numbers have shown by the end of this year, though, uh, things are blowing up for the smaller breweries, but for the bigger ones, they are slowing down. Yeah, the, the some of your... your Let's say older breweries that have grown large. Yeah, uh, like Sam Adams, Sierra Nevada. They are seeing slowed, hmm. slowed numbers. Like they're slowed growth. Slowed. Right? Yeah, I guess they're still still putting out stuff. They're still improving, but you usually want to see growth as opposed to you know, well guys, we're selling all the beer we're ever going to sell. We're just <laughs> going to keep this number going for the rest of time. Yeah. I wonder where New Belgium sits there. I don't know their sales figures. I don't know if they've made them public because they don't have to. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, as far as their, their growth potential, where they could go from here, what what you're going to see is breweries like New Belgium and, and those folks, what they're going to have to do is put out those one-off beers that are extraordinarily different. Yeah. And that's the only way. It's not going to be their, their bread and butter beers. It's not going to be – although – that Sierra, tire will still keep selling. Oh, that tire always. will keep selling. Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale will keep selling. Citradelic will still keep. Mm, yep. Yeah. The, the, well, Citradelic is one of those beers that was kind of like a changer for them. It's, oh, it's yeah. It's not their standard the fare. Game. And now she it's. She was changed. And now it's in the core lineup year round because yeah. it wasn't before. Because they're smart. Yeah. <laughs> well, like everyone's like, I need more of this. I need this. Speaking of something we need some of, before we keep this conversation going, let's start. <laughs> Pizza. With our first round of bomb. Oh, I was going to say that. Oh, is yeah. It, we need it, some beer. We need some lovin'. We need some lovin baby, and baby, I got your lovin'. <laughs> glasses. Glasses bone dry over here. Oh, my throat. Mm. Which one do we need to start with? Uh, we're going to start with the base bomb. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and... Drink and with me, bomb. friend. Where is my... My fancy no. opener, but I think it's in a different room, and I don't want to go. You have to oh, you get it for the stream later. If, yeah. if it wouldn't jingle so much, I would get my my Hearthstone Arena key bottle opener. I mean, worst comes to worst, I can just always go in my wallet. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're all prepared. All is right. what it comes down to. No, it, it, no point do we not have a bottle opener. <laughs> not in this place. All right, you all can wait. 
Daddy's getting his. Mm. Four way split. This is Oktoberfest all over again? Oh, you can do a little bit more than that. Well, I want to see how much the rest goes. I'll, oh, take, that, the, yeah. I'll take the dregs is what I mean. I just want to get a little bit off the top. Oh, that pours. That is pouring oh like God. pitch black, like it's motor like a, oil. Like a silky sheen to it as well on the top there. Yeah, it does. Oh like an Almost like an oil slick sort of look. There's your dregs. Literally the dregs. It's fine. Oh. Oh. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh, the head is... Some got on my hand. Hold on. <laughs> eh. The head's definitely very chocolatey in color. It's not the darkest I've seen, but it is still really tanned. Okay, and the nose. Yeah, no, that's what I noticed first. That's got some... Oh, like there's some spice on the nose of that. Uh, I guess we should come out and say uh, a lot of people have, even for this year, and it is not a debuting beer this year, uh, but just the base Prairie Bomb uh, is being rated as one of the best beers in the world, one of the highest rated. I feel so sad now that I've got a stuffy nose. <laughs> Take a good whiff of that. It's going to clear it right up. <laughs> yeah. Can you smell it at all? Uh, I get Actually, I do get a heavy note of roast on this one, and then I get like this weird back end. I don't know if it's the alcohol and the cold medicine mixing together or what it is, but uh, this back end sort of solventy high alcohols. What ABV it's, was yeah, this no, one? Um, yeah. It's oh. a 13% ABV, so not quite as strong that, as that cake. That definitely... <laughs> <laughs> I made a rum cake because everybody's in, in, meat, in the same meat space every, tonight. Every and... bite is like taking a shot of rum. It's, not, it's, not you're eating slice. rum. Every bite. Yeah, every there's, there's really... the, the nuts yeah. were boozy. Yeah, <laughs> like like We're going to blame the Pioneer Woman from Food Network because <laughs> it's her it's, recipe. No, you say blame. I say we put that woman up on our shoulders <laughs> and start like... You know, she makes Rudy good stuff. this thing. Yeah. Sorry, I ran, I ran out of the, the, the rest of that al- the analogy. <laughs> it's real. Okay, the... I do get that solventy taste at the, at the very end of it, though. It's hard to miss with uh, with high alcohol beers. It's hard to get rid of that. Yeah, it's uh, the chili kind of, the spice, really. It's more in the nose. Hmm. Mm, that's what it is. Is there chili in this one? I believe that's there the, is. That's what I'm getting. Look around uh, in the front there. I thought on. that was one of the hallmarks. No, no, no. This is according to. I don't think these are ingredients. Chili this peppers. Is, it says Surgeon General. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee, uh, cacao nibs, vanilla bean, and chili peppers. It's the chili peppers. That's what. But it is. Every, yep. the chili peppers come out more in the nose than in the flavor. But the vanilla and the cacao nibs. Uh, can I say there is a giant difference in beers that do it with cacao nibs and ones that do it with chocolate? Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. And it is very Definitely. noticeable. Yeah. I got to say, I like doing cacao nibs. Yeah. More than... Because it's like straight just... It's the better <laughs> type of nibs. Or even cocoa powder. Yeah. Mm. I haven't... I don't think I've had that. Worse. A lot of a lot of the breweries that do a chocolate, yeah. it'll be cocoa powder instead of huh. like chocolate. That's, I'm sure that's what the dragon's milk is actually done mm. with. Worst worst kind of nibs. Pickle nibs when they put just the end of the pickle <laughs> on your burger plate. I don't, no. I don't know if it's where it's too cold, but I'm not getting anything but chocolate. Mm-hmm. Straight chocolate. I'm getting I'm getting some spices in there. Like it's I'm getting, I'm getting nothing a, else. A nice spice. Vanillas I think it's just yeah. gonna drown out. What if this beer is just stratified and so like we're all just getting different <laughs> layers of this beer? <laughs> that uh, could be a thing. All right. Um we're gonna keep going through this article as we drink these and then we'll move on to the next ones. Don't worry, it's coming. <laughs> That's what she said. Um All right, we were just talking about growth. Uh never go out of Never go out of styles. Uh, IPAs continue to hop up. 
Now accounting for roughly one quarter of craft volume, more sessionable styles, including uh, golden ales, pilsners, and pale lagers, are up 33%. Yeah, I've seen that, uh, totaling nearly 5% of craft. Founders makes you want to hop, hop. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> I, I broke Casey. He, he was not a fan of that. <laughs> Your straight IPAs really... They're still dominant in the market, but you aren't seeing as many new ones. People are doing different things with their pale ales. Yeah, they're they're. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I guess like hop across the board is getting more, but like they're they're trying cooler hops. I guess that's yeah, yeah. that's a key. More unique. Like it's one of the things. I'll get to it later. But it's it's a thing I've enjoyed this year has been the the explosion of different style hops. Sam, mm-hmm. I'm more interested at this point in talking about our thoughts on everything else. <laughs> the yeah, there's the a article. video right now that uh, because uh, as I discovered when I started getting into IPAs, uh, founders Azaka using Azaka hops mm-hmm. is by far my favorite, and they talk about they started using them before they had a name, and that's what it's like. These hops that were you know the experimentals the year before are now widely available and. Everyone I, like getting... to, yep. I like to imagine they discovered them and they they took them out amongst the other hop fields. A a a baboon came out and like rubbed some mango <laughs> juice on the top of them and just went. Zaka. Zaka. And then held it up. Um, Everything the light touches. Is, His father dies. You know, on the back end of this, you know, I'm getting the rewind. spices. I said sometimes yeah. I just rewind that part of the Lion King and watch him come back up and not die. <laughs> Like he's there, like Dad, get up! Is I'm up! I'm up! Gone! <laughs> if you watch the Lion King backwards, is it just the resurrection of Christ? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I mean, that's just something to think about if you're going to watch it. <laughs> what does that say about Hamlet? <laughs> oh gosh! All right. That's a weird turn. Yeah, it did. Let's let's get back on topic here. Uh, Freedom of Choice, as the world's two largest brewers merged, yeah, we've been dealing with that, into a multinational conglomerate two and a half times the size of the U.S. beer market. Who merged? I, I don't recall. I, I, I don't know. It's. I don't think it's something we may have covered since episode one. Uh, no, probably not. Also, now I'm really getting some dark chocolate into this beer. Huh. I'm getting more of the, the chilies. Or maybe not dark, but it's more chocolatey than I was getting before. Hmm. As it sits, yeah, yeah it's, as it warms up, more of that chocolate's coming out. Um, yeah, uh, beer advocate or beer advocate. I just saw BA, so that's what I went for. BA Baracus <laughs> says BA was at the uh, center of the discussion advocating for fair competition for the nation's small and independent craft brewers, this is going by that merger, and access to the market, ensuring that beer enthusiasts get continued, uh, get to continue to choose. From vast variety of options, uh, approximately 65% of craft beer lovers said they are drinking more craft specific. Everyone's just killing them off? Specifically because it offers more variety. We have four more beers to get through just in this recording. <laughs> yeah, we're killing I'm them. Try, I'm trying to, 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 to mm. savor it, but also mine was not as robust, robust this time, so let's make sure everybody else gets theirs. <laughs> yeah, the... I said it the, the whole time we covered the merger, the 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 merger of of you know InBev and Saab Miller does until it affects distribution does not affect me. Yeah, right. that's really what it's going to come down to. Um, because I don't drink <clears throat> their stuff. Right. Well, there is uh, it's not a news story we selected. Some of their stuff. 
I don't know if you've already seen it. Part of, I don't know if it's the merger or it's the buyout, definitely. Uh, Devil's Backbone. Oh, yeah. Uh, they are, what, like tripling capacity. They're doing a massive expansion coming up, and that's less, not even a year into their buyout. Because, yeah, it's all because of the AB InBev. Because InBev's putting up the money for this expansion. So you're going to get their stuff distributed far and wide coming very soon. And, it, I mean, award-winning beers. It's not that by itself is reason enough to not be so angry about the buyouts to some degree. Yeah, you know? I mean they're out of Virginia, West Virginia, uh, Virginia, Virginia. Okay, and we're in Kentucky and have trouble getting their beer. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, it's not distribu- it's not distributed inside of Kentucky as a state. So. Yeah, we, we have to adjacent states, and you would think like, yeah, no, they're just there. We oh no. To them. We had this before. Uh, this isn't a just in. I don't know how aware it is. Uh, Yingling has announced their next state of distribution. Is it? Is it once again they're saying Kentucky and they will never actually do it? No. It is not Kentucky, but it is another state adjoining to Kentucky, making this make no sense why it's never been here. Uh, Indiana. They're just skipping right over. Just jump in Kentucky. They will not go south of the Ohio. They're just like, no, forget you guys. But they, they sell it south of the Ohio in Florida. <laughs> yeah, but there's a yep. big – because there's a brewery down there. I know. I'm just saying, like, they can get at other pl- – They yeah, just hate it's, us. It's dumb. It's almost enough to make me regret the entire six-pack I downed in a couple couple days. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your uh, Christmas present from yeah. Pat. Yeah, no. Mm. Uh, if Pat's listening, oh my god, I enjoyed that so much. Like it was like a nice, easy drinking beer at the end of the day. I was like, oh, you mean it's not? It's not like you know, ten times of a. You don't always need a barrel age something <laughs> or other. Sometimes you just want to drink a beer with dinner. Yeah. And you know, it's been a, a problem recently. We're like, oh, what do we? What do you want to drink for dinner? And we're looking, and it's like nothing in our fridge looks like it'll go. <laughs> Like everything's ten and a half percent, and we're like, well. <laughs> All right, let's uh, real quick move down into the next little bit here. This will be the part pertaining to Casey. Uh, home brewing impact. The national homebrew competition continues to be the world's largest beer competition with seven thousand nine hundred and sixty-two entries. A recent measurement of home brewing found that its one point two million participants created over eleven thousand jobs resulting in more than $1 billion in spending and over $700 million in revenues. $1 billion. We like our gadgets, and they aren't cheap. So mm-hmm. we, we build things and, and spend. And Man, you, didn't you, like, weld together part of your, your brewing rig? <laughs> yeah, my little brother is, uh, is in high school, but he knows how to weld stainless steel, and so he welded together, like, $400 worth of two-inch uh, square stainless yeah, it's good stuff. Wow, you put him to work. Oh yeah, yeah. I well, he's like got, he's got a below learn. minimum wage for it, so it was good. Wow, look at all this money I'm making. Man, if I had a real job, I wouldn't make money like this. No, no, you wouldn't. No. Maybe as a welder. Man, hold on. Oh yeah. Sorry, I just saw the sediment down at the bottom of that thing. Oh yeah, where you got the dregs, you got the. Uh, <laughs> you got a nice little bit of sediment there. Oh, no, 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 I got him. I got him back into me. <laughs> That's Here. a spicy beer ball. It's a spicy beer ball. <coughs> All right. Um, what okay. Other, what other cool news comes out of this? Or we... uh, beer destinations, which we can actually speak to. Uh, recognizing a rising interest in beer tourism, Travelocity enlisted the expertise uh, 
to find the country's best beer destinations and create the very first beer tourism index. Uh, additionally, American Homebrewers Association, the leading community for homebrewers, unveiled a list of cities across the U.S. where homebrewing is on the rise. But yeah, uh, we went on vacation this year, not specifically, but we went kind of out of our way to make sure we hit up some breweries. Yeah, that's it's a place like it's, brewers are things I want to check out now when I when I travel, and I've got friends that keep telling me like we're now down here in Asheville. Beer City, USA. Mm-hmm. We've got listeners. I saw someone spending uh, New Year's in Asheville. I saw them checking into a bunch of places and very jelly, very jelly. I'm 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 peanut butter and jelly. That's my favorite beer destination city. I thought oh, you were gonna say that's beer, my favorite beer, beer, and I was like, that would be delicious. Oh no 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 no! no. <laughs> don't they make that for uh, uh, yeah? In case. In case. I don't yeah. do I don't do peanut butter beer with beers. Really? Not my thing. No. <laughs> well, okay, oh, but that that nutcase peanut butter. Like once a year, a he, eats, he eats like two or three tubs of gif <laughs> and then goes, oh, I can't stand to look at this stuff. Well, yeah, because you ate all of it. You ate a year's worth at once. So true. That'll do it. <laughs> all right. So the next one, let's go roll into another beer. I think okay. we've we finished those oh, off. Goodness. Next on the list? Next on the list is going to be the barrel-aged bomb. It's going to have the, like googly eyes on yeah, the bottle. I found, I found him. <laughs> Hello there, Mr. Googly Eyes. So this is your uh, regular Prairie Artisan Ales bomb. Can I just say that this bottle looks like it's saying all glory to the hypnotoad? <laughs> Turn it around. So bit. Yeah, look uh, at that. <laughs> yeah, no, all glory to the hypnotoad. I got really lucky when I came across these. They had just put them out on the shelf, and there were seriously only three bottles of it. Ooh. So I grabbed two of them. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I won't be the greedy bastard and take it all. I'll leave some for somebody. I love that there's a... a VHS tape on this bottle too. <laughs> All right now. I'm, it got nah, that he's, that's he's really right in good. there. He's he's taking his. You could give me less because I feel like I'm, we're gonna get wrecked tonight, and I don't want to feel that. Oh, we're gonna. You're gonna get wrecked, Rick. but gonna get. Ooh, the wrecked. head on that's a lot darker. Yeah. Ah, uh, this is the stuff. Hello. That barrel friend. character comes right Hello. out. I'm scared it's going to be boozy. Well, oh, it probably is. Let's let's get that nose. It definitely smells it. Oh yeah, oh, that Whew. smells barrel aged, all right. Oh, that's delicious. I can smell oak. Yeah, like you Intense can just oak. oak. I smell caramel. Like it's not it's not also, a stingy. Yeah. It's not that stingy booze like in in the nose. It just smells like oak, there, like charred there, oak. There are worse. Um, like some of them, you, you, some of the barrel aged, I, I go hit and miss. Like. You get them and and it's just like when do we get scented beers? They exist. There's already one at uh, Yankee Candle. Why it do just, they smell like this? It right? just smells like a bar, like the the one Ew. from Yankee Candle. It's not good. It's like those beer jelly bellies. They don't taste good. Yeah. It's just they taste like oh, Budweiser. Budweiser, <laughs> right? Oh, mm, take a sip of that. Oh, you need to put your pants on, Chris. Oh no, oh. I need to take these shorts off. I'm just waiting to hear a loud thud at the table. <laughs> well, that's delicious. Yeah, no, that is that's it's caramelly. Oh, just like that's good. Right. It's not nearly no as burn. boozy. There's no burn. No, there is no alcohol sting in this. What am I thinking? Of? There's there was one that we tried amazing this year. Oh my gosh! It's barrel aged, and 
It smelled and tasted boozy as all get out, and I cannot think of what it is, and because I just wasn't that much of a fan. There was. Um, We've tried a lot of barrel aged stuff this year, yeah. to be fair, but I think the booziest we had was the sweet water. Maybe that was it. I don't know. It, it was that was back when you Kent could was smell up the alcohol oh, yeah. from like just at, at first <laughs> first yeah, shot. Yeah, that was um, that was Oktoberfest evening when Kent was up here. We wanted to break out something special. Maybe that was it. Yeah. And I've been sitting on that for about a year, so we went ahead and popped that bottle open. It's mm. good. It was really boozy. This is just oh, it's, oh. it's so smooth. It's got. Delicate flavors, I want to say. Yeah. It's got that sweetness. Yes. Nothing that's like, you know, when you smell this, you're expecting, you know, just right in your face. But everything just just goes down really, really nice. That is... Okay, can I go ahead and, like, do an add-on to my list of favorite beers? Yeah. Because that might be... (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Present company excluded. (laughs) Oh, man. It is nice. Okay, yeah, beer destinations. We uh, went out of our way to make sure we went to New Belgium when we were in Colorado. Made sure we made it uh, up to Rogues. We went to Rogues uh, location in Portland, the distillery. Uh, we went to a bunch of places. We went to Deschutes location there where they were brewing. Not Delatters though. No, no Delatters. Delatters was closed. absent. Yeah, they were close. Yeah. <laughs> oh, waiting for renovations. They they had too many ladders and they needed yeah. It, to... it was a it was a safety problem. OSHA had to come in. Yeah, I mean, there are no was, railings near any of these ladders. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> okay, bipartisan beer support uh, with a craft brewery in nearly every congressional district in the country. More than half of the U.S. Congress now supports the Craft Beverage Modernization and Tax Reform Act. It, uh, it wasn't this year, but when was it that the last holdout that had uh, homebrewing illegal? Oh, Alabama, and it was a. About two and a half years ago, yeah, something like say, that. It was, it was a couple years ago. Yeah, like cause I remember, like Casey going, like it's about time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll pass. Play, I'll play you that uh, that audio clip sometime <laughs> soon. That one's hilarious. I passed that. I passed one up, but we'll go back to it. Uh, Brewers Association has been a key player in moving forward with this bipartisan bipartisan legislation that seeks to recalibrate the current federal excise excise tax structure. For the nation's brewers and reform burdensome laws regulating American uh, America's brewing industry, yeah, uh, like old laws sitting on the books that are way outdated have been killing the industry. And it's a lot of tax. Like if you're a, and this is what Kentucky had. Whenever we, you couldn't open up a new distillery because you had had to have a million dollar bond basically. And then a few years ago, we opened it up so that you could have. Uh, I think it was like a, a five thousand or fifty thousand dollar bond to make a distillery, and, and it shot up in craft distilleries yeah. because you didn't have to have a multi million dollar facility yeah. in all order to make make money. All of a sudden, moonshiners went, "Oh man, I can actually make yeah. legal money off this." Yeah, <laughs> and that's where you get a lot of these legal moonshine distilleries now that are popping up. I think even even now, the which, only issue I, I would say which legal moonshine distilleries I still look down on. Proper moonshine is made up in the hills and will probably turn you blind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. correct. No, if, if you're buying like Old Smoky or something, you're not drinking moonshine, I that's, promise you. Yeah. You're just drinking unaged whiskey is what you're drinking. Right. That's over-sugared and flavored with something. You want moonshine, talk to somebody. I think the only distillery <laughs> issue in Kentucky right now is the uh, getting on the bourbon trail officially because I guess it's more of an ordeal than one mm. would imagine. Yeah. yeah, but it's, you know, 
It's because the bourbon trail has been sort of established for a while. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be something. If if you're doing if you're doing tourism in central Kentucky, basically, if you're in the state, you're right. probably going through the bourbon trail. Oh like, yeah. Oh, look at all this wonderful bourbon. But you do have to surrender a portion of uh, merchandising profits and things. Yeah. That's what like Buffalo Trace backed out. They were originally on the bourbon trail, but then they realized. We don't need the Bourbon Trail to bring us tourism. So, and they're like, we want. This is gorgeous. They're like, we want our profits, and it's like one of the oldest still operating distilleries. Especially when the fine folks at Woodford are like, oh no, go over to Bourbon yeah, Trail. Bourbon, uh, Buffalo Trace, though. They're like, get the Buffalo, uh, the uh, Bourbon Cream. Do it. <laughs> we, uh, that was my my freshman our our field studies our our you know week long you know field trips. Uh, one of those in my freshman year, I was like, you know, we're going to go tour uh, tour Maker's Mark's uh, distillery. And I'm like, I'm not allowed to be in here, am I? <laughs> Didn't like bourbon at the time. Looking back now, I'm like, you fool. You could have, you could have just swam in rivers of bourbon. You, you foolish fool. Uh, sorry, were we about to say something else before we – we re- Oh, uh, we're going to move on to the next little bit yeah, of this. Uh, trying to get to the article. American craft beer uh, abounds abroad. I don't like the way they worded that. Uh, craft beer export volume increased by 16.3%, totaling 446,151 barrels uh, and worth $116 million. I wonder what, what you know, say like the, the traditional European, you know, all the regular beer that they would make over there, their tra- traditional <clears throat> styles. Wonder how they feel when they see like the American stuff. Where they up until now, I assume they always assume American beer is Bud Miller Coors. Well, I mean that's where you've got Stone opened this year. Yeah, their yeah. brewery in uh, Germany, and I've yet to see numbers. It's been a hot topic at the end of the year here. Everyone's just like, "How's that thing doing?" It's been open now for half a year. Like the and ev- everyone just. There's no numbers. There's just speculation mm-hmm. as to what the beer markets, how they're responding to it, to getting these fresh, extreme uh, IPAs, because it's really something they're not used to over no. there. When one of the things that that you got to really look at too is, okay, so most of our our beer is being shipped to a good portion is is not European, but it's like Southeast Asia to right. expats in that area. Right. I'm just saying, like that's and, the one I can think of. Right. Like if you're but here's the key is what beer we're receiving from overseas. It, we have to do the same thing. We put it on a boat. We ship it over. So not getting- what they get from us is not the fresh IPAs. Whenever we bring them a fresh IPA, that's not what they're used to in American beer. It's the overly caramelized. The hops have fallen out. It's more muted. Um, all those flavors by the time it gets over there. Now that these breweries are opening up and doing huge, um, huge American-style craft beers, in Europe, it's changing huge. huge. It's changing the world over there, huge. even again, because used to all these breweries that were brewing American style beers were brewing it in the American style of what they got it four months down the road or yeah. two months down the road when it got put in a pallet mm. and shipped overseas. Right. It's just like uh, back at for our Oktoberfest tasting, yeah. our number one note on every one of the imports was yeah. it was skunked. Been. They came and they were in glass bottles, and it was glass, the green bottles. Green. Yeah. yeah, the green glass bottles, and it did not do it any favors. The time on the boats to get it here because we already know that we can go down because we're lucky enough to have a hopper house here that brews the beer there. Yeah, and it's 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 better. and it's amazing. Yeah, same phenomenon. Yeah. But if you get it, all the bottled stuff is imported. None of the bottled stuff comes from there. 
So it's kind of like you can get the bottle and be like, this is not what they intend for people to drink. Right. Yeah. It's just like an interesting idea of like how other other parts of the world are re- reacting to to new styles of beer that they that that typically you don't get out of American. Yeah, like I know uh, a lot of people said uh, around Bavaria and things, you do have this. Everyone wants to stick to the Reinheitsgebot. Like they, they like their tradition there, and it's mainly they like the tradition. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and they will defend the tradition even if they don't care for that beer. If well, they're tired of it, they will defend the tradition. When you go to a bar in these cities, you don't order, you don't order a whatever the name of the beer is in that city or whatever. When you go to um, Cologne, you don't order a Kolsch, you just order a beer. And what you get is always a Kolsch. That's yeah. just what's on the list. That's what it is. <laughs> and so it doesn't matter any any place you go. That's that's the beer you're going to get is where it's from. Anyone hearing any slight water pouring, we're trying to clean out glasses. We're not trying to make you have to run to the bathroom mid-show. <laughs> and if uh, anyone that hasn't happened, yet, though. happened to be on the video of this, yeah, you get to see the uh, dump dump glass, which is a giant Hofbrauhaus liter Stein, because I didn't actually have a bucket. It's so slow compared to you guys. Oh my gosh! I gotta say, the rinse chug, 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 so far chug. from these is darker than most lagers. <laughs> yeah, it's darker than most American beer. You're like the rinser now. Uh, next on the brew list. I think this is the only other one I've had is before now. The birthday bomb. Happy oh. birthday. Happy birthday. You're getting your neighbors back for all those times. You don't understand. You all can't hear it through the mic. It doesn't pick up, but it sounds like an elephant is going to come through the ceiling. At an, yeah, any given minute, we're just like, really? We're just like, wow, it's a good thing we can turn these mics down. Just bursting down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I know this one, the birthday bomb is brutal. Oh, my gosh. That is, there's not much head to it. It is very, I mean, very thick, very dark head, the little bit that shows up. Oh, that's thicker and darker than the others. Yeah. Here were the other bottles. and display them. Even though nobody can see it but us. <laughs> mm. Mm. This one got extra chili in it. The, what's the difference in birthday bomb? Ooh, it's got caramel sauce in it. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. Chili is much more prevalent, though. Much more, yeah. I don't know if this one had uh, probably a different brew, but um, definitely more chili. Just My nose is just going to live inside this glass, guys. Mm. I think my nose is broken. That's tasty. <laughs> it actually has a better aroma to me than the flavor. Yeah, I would put it more in the aroma. Uh, I gotta say, the barrel aged was had more caramelly notes than this does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that didn't even have caramel added. Like the that was just what it pulled from the barrel. Yeah, well that that's strictly barrel. Yeah, but that was that was the least boozy barrel aged beer I've had. Barrels I think. makes everything. We're already on to the next beer and still talking about that one. Just if that tells you how good that is. Because it it was a good. Sometimes the barrel aged ones can be a little too extreme. Mm. It can be. However, the birthday, it's very, like, the flavors are there, 
but nothing's overpowering on your palate. You can taste. I can taste the spice in this one. Yeah, there's definite definite peppers. And this is this is the kind of spice that I like. I'm not big on the like the all spice nutmeg spice mm-hmm. in beers, mm-hmm. but I like I like this spice, mm-hmm. the, the chili spice. Yeah, not the not the like, pumpkin oh. pie spice. <laughs> Sorry, Brittany. Hey, hey, hey. All right, uh, our next the little bit of this. The table is for the rational thinking people. <laughs> and that side are people who have lost their mind to, to pumpkin. To PSLs. I've actually no, gotten we, a little tired of the pumpkin beers this year. We went a little overboard and kind of ruined ourselves on it. So we're like, did no, you, next year we need like single bottles instead of packs of yeah, things. Did, it, you, did you peanut butter it up? He, he peanut weed. Essentially. We yeah. did. But that's kind of how it works because they're here for like a month and a half and then they're gone. Yeah, yeah. I felt like they were here for like three years. <laughs> All right, history has its eyes on beer. Uh, With support from the Brewers Association, the Smithsonian's National Museum of American History announced that it will launch a three-year initiative to collect, document, and preserve the history of brewing, craft brewers, and the beer industry in America. The job posting for a historian to study brewing history was one of the most viral Mm. beer stories of the year and an indicator of how much people care about this vital industry. Didn't get the job. Did you put in for it? I think so. I wanted you to. I told you to. You did. I'm, I'm trying to remember. It was also during a period where I was putting out a lot of jobs. Oh, uh, yeah. Too, so right. they kind of run together. Haven't got your call yet. <laughs> yet. But no, that is like we are in Cincinnati. We're seeing it. Like the uh, Ryan Geist is almost always hiring. Well, they started a <laughs> brewing hiring historians. <laughs> not okay. Not that specific oh. title necessarily, but yeah. They've opened up a uh, brewing history, uh, brewing heritage trail. Mm. In Co- Covington, in Cincinnati, where you can take a – there's an app they developed. I feel like Cincinnati recently got honored as some sort of beer city. Mm, uh, yeah. Maybe number four is uh, beer cities in uh, in the U.S. We were beat out by uh, Tyler's hometown. Portland, yeah, Portland. Maine. Yeah. Uh, you guys – Portland is shining Portland. I'm blaming that on population because well, one, of the, one of the main ways they did it was number of uh, microbreweries, which I think hurt us also yeah. in that story because they went only micro. Cincinnati has a lot of nanobreweries. Yeah, because uh, Cincinnati, we know for a fact, has more than 30 breweries, but the article is like only like 15, and they weight that against the population. Need some, need so, some pico breweries. <laughs> So Portland uh, has a smaller population, but the number of breweries weighted against it makes it look much more impressive. Yeah, at least not on the dispar- micro scale. Not to disparage one of the one of the shining Portlands of this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, at least you got a craft beer week batch from Untapped. We got completely We're still very, boned. Very <laughs> We're salty. <laughs> like, I feel like the salt content just just jumped up a bit. Yeah, it did. Well, we we just poured some ghosts up in here. Yeah. All right, uh, the next, I think is the last bit of this article. Uh, Perfect pair, beer and food continue to find harmony on plates and palates. 73% of craft beer purchases gave compliments my meal as a very or somewhat important selection criteria in their beer choice when dining out. Uh, 63% select beer based on the food item or meal they are planning to enjoy. This has been a thing I've done a lot more of this year. Yeah, yeah I can say it, this year more than ever before I have done that. Like when going out, I select my beer based on what I'm eating. Yeah, try to try to you know, match something up with it rather than just going, no, 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 no. Give me that, uh, give me that Guinness. <laughs> what are you eating? Oh, you know. A fine Caesar white, salad. White fish. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> You're just yeah, in for not so much, yeah. in for trouble there, uh, but it's it's 
been it's been uh, uh, it's been interesting. It was also the reason like a lot of my beers have been accumulating in my refrigerator rather than being drunk because it's like you're like that would taste awful with this. There's yeah. a, there's a closet <laughs> behind the two of you. Yeah, that is full of those. And everyone else has finished this, but me. I haven't no? either. I've not. Okay. It's just Casey. Casey. Just Casey. Literally just Casey. <laughs> Casey is the way to put pressure on you when you feel like you've not drank enough. Yep, kids. You're not alcoholic enough for me. I mean, it no. tends to. <laughs> Today, we're just trying to pace ourselves. We're pacing. Hey, between all the uh, the nasal drugs that I'm on that say do not take with alcohol. You're like, what if? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sleeping tonight. Uh, yeah. Let's just hope he's not on antibiotics. No, no antibiotics. Yeah. Okay, good. It's, uh, yeah, I'm. <laughs> just see Casey run out of here. Oh, God, no! I work, like this! I worked around hospitals long enough to understand when antibiotics are not needed. Mm. <laughs> I'm not one of those soccer moms. <laughs> well, mom, I never played soccer, but that's pretty much my mom's answer to everything. <laughs> just throw an antibiotic at it. I need to go get some antibiotics. I, I just have a head cold. Yeah, the actually the fewer antibiotics you take, the better off you are going to be. <laughs> See, my mom is just like, did you take uh, some Aleve with that, or some Advil yeah. or whatever? Yeah, Advil, yeah. Advil. Yeah. They took, the, you know, they come from that that generation where like antibiotics went big, so it was the cure to everything, and then yeah. they went, man, we made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> we made antibiotics for everything, and now <laughs> our bodies are immune to the antibiotics, and bad things are coming. Winter. Winter is coming. So on to the brighter topics. <laughs> All right, let's get into some things that uh, we've been considering here. These are a few of our mm. favorite. I want to talk things. about the yeah the the beers. Well, okay. First, we're gonna do trends. Oh no. Well, well just just hold on. But mine you, really you don't you don't want to you don't want to uh, blow the load too early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to build it up. Enough teasing. You guys are awful. Play with the balls. <laughs> Cup them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We went very weird places. So much for PG. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll start us. A trend that I noticed this year that had me very. Everyone keeps looking at mine like it's a test, and they're trying to get the right answer. No. Uh, what the top trends that I noticed because it's something I'm really into was just coffee. All the beers. I had that on my list. Sorry. <laughs> everyone like yeah. you saw everything except for a coffee gosa and I'm pretty sure it was out there somewhere. Give it a coffee minute. pilsner. Mm, well, that's yeah. the thing. So that's what I wrote down on mine specifically yeah. was coffee ales, not just because obviously they're going to be in stouts, but yes, you got the was... um the the Stones um Mocha IPA which was delicious. And then and from then... Founders, that of course that's who you're going to go to for these kinds of things. You had uh the uh Sumatran Brown Oh, yeah. Which was delicious brown but, ale. But see, the brown ale makes sense with a coffee flavor. Where So I was looking at Stones specifically and then Rogue's Cold Brew IPA. So the IPAs with the coffee flavor have been ridiculous and well, like, were really good. You also had from uh, Founders the Pale Joe, see, which was, that that was their uh, part of their artist. Biden? No, no, not Biden. <laughs> he probably would have enjoyed one, I feel. Hmm. But... Uh, just saying. The Pale Joe is part of their artist series, and it took me a while to track some down around here because it was kind of hard to get a hold of. But, yeah, it was just a pale ale with uh, cold brew coffee, and it was fantastic. I've got to say I loved this trend of <coughs> coffee everything. On top of that, you had a lot of the standards, uh, KBS and things, with tons, you know, all these coffee notes and coffee added, your breakfast stouts and you have more and more stouts with 
coffee added. The Americano stout the from Americano Stone. Stout. Oh, that was that was new this year, and that that was that was my favorite coffee and chocolate stout. Yeah. It blew me away. It's one of those things that helped me make sure I got more into Stone this year than yeah, yeah. yeah. Schlafly came out with that blonde, the co- the double bean blonde, that's so right. the coffee yes. chocolate. So yeah, even the light beers are getting that, a lot of. That's more the thing that I saw. Flavor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shiner, was it Shiner? Who did we see today? Shinerbach? Sh- yesterday. Yesterday. Was it uh, Shiner? It was Shiner. It was their 20th anniversary, I think, uh, beer that they put out. The little hats? <laughs> no. <and> cars? <laughs> Shiner. The ones who make the Shiner Bach and the Shiner, you know, holiday ale or whatever. But um, It's a birthday. They did a, a 20th anniversary birthday ale that was with coffee. Cold brew coffee from Chameleon. Yeah. Chameleon coffee. And it, w- it, it looked really good. We only... While we were standing there, two six packs <laughs> were gone. We're like, we're like I, what? The I heck? saw it and I was like, "Oh, they have it!" And then we turned around, like something else. We looked back and two six packs were gone. <laughs> and it's like, "Do you think we should get it?" <laughs> we did but not. We ended up not getting it because I can't justify getting a six pack hardly. It's hard. Yeah. If you all had been there, yeah, we would have gotten it because right. it'd have been like, "All right, this splits Split. out pretty yeah. pretty good." Otherwise, I'm sitting on we have four ways. bottles. We of can't this. physically fit any more beer in the fridge right now, though. Mm. It's a problem. It's or a good problem. Yeah, yeah it's For the tonight. best problem. Okay, okay. Uh, what did you any either of you? Uh, some of the, the the more prevalent trends is just kind of like general, I guess. Is I, I've been seeing a lot more a lot more sours popping up. Mm. Mm. Been been people trying to to branch out into doing more sour beers now. Yeah, it got to the point uh, down here at our liquor store at uh, Party Source. They had to create a sour craft beer section, like they just had to give it its own section, flat out. Because there were so many coming in. It felt like it was the IPA of... Mm-hmm. It re- yeah, now that you mention it, sours are... They were huge in 2016. Goza was a big one because yeah. you didn't have any, have any special equipment. You could just make it. Well, you've was... got the, uh, the Lips of Faith series from New Belgium. Yep. Man, that first Goza I ever had at that homebrewing conference really <laughs> kept me from not diving into a lot of those other ones. Yeah. Gosa's this, but, yeah. But, but, starting called, in, but they called that. It was like a year before. They were like, yeah, no, this is going to be the new big thing. Mm-hmm. And started this past spring. They it were not blew correct. up. They were about not cor- Satis. They were not correct about Satis, though they should have been. Those those can be interesting. I want to defend the Sati, but I still honestly haven't had one yet, and I'm frightened. So no. I don't want to go that it's far like, with do you it. like do you, do, would you like to try uh, beer with a slight hint of gin? Yeah. I haven't had gin enough to to have an opinion. Like juniper flavor is, yeah. is basically it. Yeah. But yeah. Well, we've had that uh, Kolsch aged in gin barrels. That was really good. Close that was amazing, over. actually, yes. The June? Yes. Yeah. Kroger had bottles of it. Really? And uh, Ye Olde Battering Ram is about, I want to get some of that. So, uh, some local stuff, sorry, guys. Ye Olde Taco Tuesday. Um Barrel-aged barley wine. Um, the burping's going to happen. We're sorry. What? All right. Drinking uh, beer and we're going to start burping? Yeah. Who'd, who'd have thought? Casey? It, uh, um, I'll go last because I was I misbehaved on this assignment. I thought it was trends in the new year instead uh, of trends in the past year. Oh. Casey, Casey's looking forward. Yeah. Then so I'll that's, go last. That's fair. Okay. I, I, but I understand where you're coming from. He's going forward. Into the um, year 2000. <laughs> Seventeen years ago. Uh, okay, well, I my thing that I noticed is um, citrus, citrus, all the things. Well, there's one of mine. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you? Okay, well, mine was specifically like 
citra hops for like ipas and like that that yeah new hop style for ipas right not even of, that's kind of what of I, where i was going was citrus and that's what got me into doing more ipas exactly and that, that actually has to do i was hoping we'd go over the list first because one of mine happens to relate to that but um to them. but uh it's um i i noticed that and that's what helped that's what helped bridge us into ipa land because we weren't as big into it as mm. as anybody who listened to the show before would have known um but it started with like the tangerine and then you saw a lot of lemon a lot of and then you started seeing the blood orange which oh is blood a... orange all the things this year and yeah. i am fine with it yeah oh dog i didn't put it on my list but the dogfish the dogfish head yeah their blood orange oh so good because it wasn't made from you know so they brewed it with it wasn't like some juice or extract added afterwards or a weird yeah. chemical flavoring. They know how to do flavors really You well. can tell because it's – Casey's the one who got me thinking this way. Oh, no. <laughs> but when I'm drinking the beers, like when you pair – when you know for a fact that something was bre- brewed with the fruit and with complementing hops, mm-hmm. and then you have something that is not, you know immediately and you can tell kind of moving forward – it's Ballast Point. I hate to wag a finger at them. A lot of their stuff is really good. Like Sculpin, <laughs> the base Sculpin, amazing. Yeah. But the grapefruit, the pineapple. I like the, the, the grapefruit. Like grapefruit. The grapefruit was good. But it's all like chemical flavorings pineapple. and additives. Pineapple yeah. I'm not so much on. The pineapple was okay, but the grapefruit Sculpin, um, and I'm, I'm not, I don't think the grapefruit tasted as artificial as some of the other things that are out there though, yeah, that yeah. are obviously like, you know. Um, but you just, can use grapefruit peel, and that instead of the whole grapefruit, because you yeah. can use yeah. real grapefruit peel, and that's easy to get. Because mm-hmm. how many grapefruit juices are there out there that oh, just yeah. grapefruit peel? Right. Yes. All yes. right. Yeah. We'll halt there and move on into our next beer, which I waited and stalked the liquor store for. I want to say a solid month every day because they didn't know there when were, they were going to get it in. There were increased Bigfoot sightings. There were. It's, I am on a first-name basis with the buyers at our local liquor store, which is good, considering what they get in. Uh, the next one is going to be Prairie Artisan Ale's Christmas Bomb. I have been dying to try this one all year. Yeah, I'm excited. You do not understand. As soon as we heard. So our list is only incomplete by a single beer. One beer. One beer. That is Prairie's Pirate Bomb. I love the label. By because on they one. told me it was coming in. Yeah, Yar. They would be getting Pirate Bomb, but they have a beer club, which gets to lay. They can call f- dibs on beers as they come in. Who wants a dregs? I'll take. Okay. But they get to call dibs, and they call dibs on all the Pirate Bomb. Yeah. And there was none to hit shelf. And in case you're wondering why I'm not a part of this club... It's because it's almost four hundred dollars to become uh, part of this club. Yo ho ho, and a bottle of bomb. <laughs> yeah. So in the meantime, until I can raise said funds and they have an opening, I'm left uh, duking it out with everyone else waiting in the line. Mm-hmm. Okay. The head not as chocolatey looking. Not as chocolatey looking, but it smells like coffee grounds. Has a very coffee aroma. Yes, it smells like coffee, coffee grounds so straight I'm up wet. from the filter. Just- just wait till you taste it, guys. My, I can't stop myself. My uh, so nose is throwing like metal flavor, like that coffee yeah. is coming across as like a huge metallic aroma. But it's just because of of how I am today. Hey, oh, you know what? As, 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 until you get to the Campbell's soup can uh, situation, <laughs> I think you're you're good. 
I thought about you when I opened the first time in like four or five years I'd opened a can of tomato soup. I thought about you. You opened it up, smelled, and went. I was like, is this what she was smelling? It was. Yeah. <laughs> I can okay. tell you with certainty it was. Oh my gosh, like spice cake. Hits you in the face. Okay. It's like having a piece of spice cake and a coffee. This is absolutely delightful. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't, okay. I couldn't yeah. stop myself oh. from trying that. That was... Normally, I like I try to like you know take a few seconds oh. to get some aroma. I went right. I was like, oh yeah, smells good. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, the aroma is very reminiscent of just your regular base bomb. You're not picking up much else there. That, well, I the weird coffee less, ground thing, but it's, yeah. little, it's, it's more coffee, less, yeah. less spice. No, no caramel notes. No, there's no caramel in this one. But, um, but no, I, I there's cinnamon. Hello, cinnamon. Cinnamon <laughs> is all in that. Oh, it's so good. It does. It does spice. taste like a spice cake. Mm. The spice must flow. Yes, the spice must flow, and it will be a Christmas bomb in which it must flow. I'm buying a whole case of this next I year. Am. Oh, my gosh. I feel like after we finish this, I'm going to stand up and start shouting, I am the quiz bomb Hatterack. <laughs> wow, that is a very specific nerd joke. Someone <sighs> out there is either, there's like 50 people that think that joke is awful, and like one person that's like, that is great. You realize they're remaking that, right? With it's like getting a full on big Hollywood budget. Uh, it's not really a filmable book. <laughs> like, is any does that stop anyone anymore? It doesn't. We're getting King Killer Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's the important thing. Yes. We're getting Lin Manuel Miranda. Thank you very much. Yeah, but that's like a, producing that's, it. Is that a like is a, that a film or is that them doing like a movie and TV series? No, it's coinciding movies. TV series and video games, all depicting different parts of the same story. Uh, and Patrick Rothfuss has final say on all of it. Man, he had to hold out a while. To he, get something yeah, like that. he did. And who, who is it? They got is it Legendary or? I feel like it's talks, one of. The, I feel like talks he had with. Uh, uh, is it Lionsgate? Um, may have been. Na- what's his name? Author does Dresden Files. Um, uh. Butcher? Jim Butcher. Yeah. I feel like talks he had with Jim Butcher probably said, no, hold out for final approval. No, that's <laughs> – no, that because – Well, I mean, Martin got a good deal. This for is a nice lab. tangent for everyone. We all love Sorry. Patrick Rothfuss. <laughs> nerd pause. <laughs> nerd pause. Uh, Patrick Rothfuss and the King Killer Chronicles. Uh, if you have not picked up these books, name pick the, them up. Name of the Wind. That is the only thing – Read it. You don't need to know anything about it. Just read the back cover, and you'll go, yeah, I need to read this. I, I don't read too good, but, <laughs> but that book, those books were really the, good. The aud- I particularly love the Audible version. Um, yeah. I think that narrator did a really good job, but uh, I, I like the first book better than the second book, but I also like the first of a lot of things better. Like, I still love the first Harry Potter, like the introduction to things. But in, so, in those books, give yourself a good 100 pages or two hours audiobook in before you it's It you takes a minute. First one There's because... a lot of backstory. A lot of early stuff, and then yeah. you finally get into the meat of it stuff. It feels weird to say that because you're like, well, if I've got to go that long into it, they are meaty, heavy books. He is a world builder, and that was a pun yes. that I just thought about. <laughs> to those of us that he who realized called world builders. builders. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pat myself on the back for that one because <laughs> I didn't actually mean to do that. But no, Speaking but seriously, that book but, is, is – you you kind of understand the currency and the world, and you yeah. can picture like, like the inn and I the whole. I still call things so. a span of days. Yes. I, if I've if I've like recently read the book. Literally, if anyone says span near me, I'm just like. It, eh. it took me <laughs> like it took. She was like, "Oh my god, you have to." She got the audio book. She's like, "You have to listen to it. You have to get it and listen to it." I got it, and I was like an hour in, and I was like, "This is terrible." 
I can't bear it anymore, and I turned it off, and I, I just went on with my life. Yeah. And then she's like, no, you have to give it a second chance. And then I was finally like, fine. And then I went, I finally got past that point where I was, like a couple hours in. And then I was just, I, I had to have, I had to hear it. I had to hear yeah. the next minute. I had to hear every next minute. I was like, yeah. this is so good. Once I was like, that first couple hours are good garbage i hated it once a certain part of the story really happens and and then you you're like oh it really is okay okay like the turning point in game of thrones for a lot of people is when uh spoiler alert brand gets pushed out of the tower <laughs> no okay and I then enjoyed, at, i enjoyed all of it but i was thinking it was like a normal sort of like darker style fantasy the turning point for me is spoiler when there's a beheading uh, okay yes. yeah and then i went this whole series just the game just got changed. Yeah, that's what, what, see, and I never read the books, but when I watched the show, that's when I got really angry and left the room. <laughs> well, Talking about Game of left, Thrones now. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I stopped. And I looked and I went, "Oh my god! If you do that to, you, to the main guy that you've been following this whole time, yeah, where are you going from here? I have to yeah. know." So I got into King Killer because of uh, Game of Thrones. I'd read all the books, <laughs> and suddenly I was else. like, "I need more! I need something else!" And then it was like. Here's King Killer, and then I, as soon as I finally latched onto it, it took a while for me to get onto that teat. But once I did, I chewed through that, and then I'm like, and, now, and then, then I discovered Rothfuss's fans are in the same boat, waiting for the next book. Yeah. Well, and then he was nice enough to at least put out. He's got Chris the um, talk about this. <laughs> he's got the side stories. So uh, one character from the the series is in another set of books. I can't remember the name of it. Is Rogue uh, something? Oh, uh, um, it's. It's a, a Rogues was the name of the yeah, Rogues, okay. story yeah. And then you've got the other another character in a completely separate novella sort of deal that he did. So you, you've got some little tidbits here and there, but that's about it. All right, let's get back to beer. Let's, now, yeah, beer. Yeah, back to the show. Like, stop, like, uh, it, it, okay, if, if never mind, it's too late to tell them you need to skip ahead. Like, <laughs> if yeah. we were on the live stream, too we would late. just have comments about like, oh, no, no, did you read the second book? <laughs> like, yeah. Did you no, the third, the We'll stop that there. Okay, um. Uh, so that was trends that we wanted to note for the year. Unless, uh, Casey uh, had trends right, in the year for the 2017. Yes. Yeah, my, I'm putting on my <laughs> Let's looking forward. here. That's looking forward. Do we want to do looking forward now before we do favorites? I didn't do anything for looking forward. So. We'll just go and do looking forward. Casey. Yeah. So yeah. going in line with what you all got, number one is we've seen a lot of beer buyouts here in the past year. Right. I think we've seen the end of high-dollar beer buyouts. The max that we hit was $1 billion with uh, – West Coast, who Sculpin, who does Ballast oh, Point. Point. Point, billion dollars. I think that's the most we're ever going to see for a brewery buyout of like a microbrewery or, or regional I, brewery. I, you I, know, I, Budweiser's I, a small. story. I but. want I want the, the the news to break tomorrow. Budweiser buys like <laughs> tiny tiny nano brew for three billion dollars. Yeah. Buy like one urban artifact one. in Cincinnati yeah. just to be yeah. one billion dollars and one cent. Yes, <laughs> yes, they buy urban artifact so that. Uh, they can mass distribute that pickle gosa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of do want to try that. Just, right? uh, so they can get on the sour train. See, yeah. that's what it. That's what it is. <laughs> oh my! The sour train has no brakes. <laughs> so, with that, we also hit five thousand breweries. I think we've hit the end of that growth plane the way it is. I think we're going to see. There are already stories of uh, these smaller breweries closing up it's, it's you're going to see as many breweries opening but your closings are going to start to outweigh the openings and because you just can't support mm-hmm. it is, was is going where, to happen is this where we start reading uh that passage from uh fear and loathing in las vegas where we talk about like the high water mark of the yeah pretty much uh we've already there's it's just it's happening you there had to be a point 
the market can't sustain all these breweries, and you're finally going to see the where the weaker breweries, you hate to call them weaker, it'll just be the less popular, the ones who aren't putting out a really you know distinctive well, product. Or the ones who aren't good at getting the word out, because it's one thing, if, if you have a good or, or a, a different, unique kind of beer, or you specialize in a certain style, that's one thing. But if you can't get the people in the door, that's a whole different set of issues. It's, it's going to be location-based, so these folks that are opening up in small neighborhoods and small towns that can't support a brewery. Right. It's going to be breweries that have over-committed themselves into debt. And you may have a great beer, but if you have no business sense and you just – like these homebrewers, that's what's really worrying me right now is you're getting homebrewers that right. go into making beer because they made a few good homebrews. And they have no idea about business. And yeah, I'm I'm picturing the uh, the Silicon Valley thing where the guy was like, "Wait, I could have asked for less money." Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, not to okay. I, I I know that people get onto us about this, so I don't want to go into it too heavily. But um, I think Braxton did a good job of not only starting to get the money themselves. But doing the Kickstarter on top of it, you know, yes, a because, lot of people are basing it solely on because, the Kickstarter because they had so many people buying into it to start with. They knew the people were going to be there, it, and it's only grown from yeah, there. Kickstarter was not Kickstarter's a drop in the bucket in cash for them. It's I mean, not that's nothing. It, it sometimes Kickstarter is not it's for the money. Right. Kickstarter is for the people to know if you're going to get the interest or not. And exactly. that's what that's exactly how Braxton did it and I think they did a really good job on it. And whenever it. you're a Braxton backer and you've got your name on the wall down there, you'll be down there every weekend just yeah. to make sure you support the brewery. And then you'll tell every all your friends yep. about it and yeah. Yeah. But that's I, I see that. And then on the beer on the brewery a major brewery side. Um, on the side of beers, I think you're going to see more fruit I think you're going to see more of the um, slightly sour, but not extremely sour. So you're going to see more. I don't know if it's it's not going to be Goza necessarily, but it's going to be something along those lines. That's so more lambic tart. territory. No, I, not lambics. I think um, Goza is a good stepping stone though, because yeah, Goza is what I tried to really like a lot of stuff um, in the sour land. You know, because it's got that salt that balances yeah. it. So I think I, I, I agree with that. I think I think you're going to just get a little bit more tartness in there. And we've yeah. seen a lot of fruit beers tartness. lately yeah. too. Well, we've already gotten a bit of a spoiler because of the new Belgian thing we did in that quick uh, news only episode we did when we were oh, yeah. talking about the new stuff. So yeah, we already saw um, uh, a lot of stuff coming out of New Belgium for this year is going to be heading down that road. They are expanding. They're turning Citradelic it seems into a line of beers. Uh, we're going to get the lime. That was coming out of that, and then so there's the, the tart. What was it? Tartastic. Well, that, which is already on out, shelves. Yeah. So the lemon are, ginger. These are a lot of things in that vein. Yep. So you'll see a lot more of the the fruit tart beers. Then I think finally, what you're going to see is a lessening of IBUs and increasing the uh, flavor and aroma of hops. I think that that's probably going to be the biggest key right there. Is that the it's not. It isn't going to be your bittering that people are going to start looking for. Um, that's probably going to be the, the the back end. You may see most of your IBUs running down in like the 30 to 40 to maybe 50 range. But these 100 IBUs, and that's something that totally goes against what the Brewers Association saw in the trend for this past year. Uh, they said that you know hops are just getting bigger. Well, hops may be getting bigger, but IBU is going to go, going to go down. Which, okay, after I think just about everybody here had tried the IBU sieve. 
Oh, God. Mm. The Unsessionable? The Unsessionable. No. Uh, Abusive was the one. That's from, from Fathead. From yeah. Fathead. Uh, yeah, The Unsessionable, which is 100 IBUs. Like, they are... But that was more sessionable than the unsessionable. <laughs> oh, unsessionable was intense. I can't even. Like and so I, I see that happening big time. All right. All right. Best beers or worst beers? Uh, hold on. Uh, looking forward, uh, you did yours. The rest of us have to do ours. Oh, I didn't know you all did. I, 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 thought I didn't have anything for looking my, forward. Mine is just two words. El Coco. El Coco. El Coco. Yes, uh, we tweeted it out. I don't know if you all saw that tweet or not, but it appears they are <laughs> unretiring El Coco. It will be draft only. The legendary El Coco that you've heard Justin yep. clamor about will be draft only Nitro El this Coco. coming year. Uh, January and February will be the release. El Coco. El Coco. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine, let's see, I had a few things. For a beer... Uh, this will be kind of a look into our future. Dragon's Milk Triple Mash is a 17 percenter. Oh, yeah. I really wish that was going to be out before this New Year's Eve episode, but it looks like, obviously, it's not. And they've said it probably won't hit your stores until around February. Mm. So it's, everyone keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, Founders New Barrel Aging Program that we talked about. I am super pumped for that. we got three more barrel-aged beers coming out of Founders that they've never done before this year. Uh, that's that's going to be a treat. And it's going to be uh, four packs and uh, large bombers that we're going to see out of all those beers. So we, and we may even be seeing KBS and bombers this year. That would be exciting. And, uh, oh, I was, I was like, what the hell did I write here? The year of cans. <laughs> Breweries are turning to canning, and we're going to see that mass because you've, met, if you're lucky enough to be in one of the markets, you've already started to see some of these uh, fresh uh, dogfish head because dogfish head is doing all their core lineup in cans this year. Oh, I have not seen that yet. They are moving to cans for a lot of their stuff. Yeah, a lot of it's that's another big trend. Cans just generally, which and is funny because a lot of the local breweries have already are, been yeah, doing Yeah, they've it. already been on canning because it's cheaper to buy a canning line. Yeah. You can buy a cheap canning line for, and it's a lot less intensive than bottling. And you know the can can hold carbonation; it's not going to pop the caps off if right. it's too carbonated. Yeah, that was for 2017. That's honestly what I'm looking forward to the most. Like the canning, it's going to be a lot easier. And this is, so, Brittany, yes, what are you looking yeah. forward to? Uh, I don't actually have anything on mine. Oh, <laughs> I suck. Nine uh, months dry. Yeah, that's what she's looking forward to. I'm looking to. forward to being able to drink again once we find out that there's a baby in there. <laughs> after after the baby comes out. Spoiler yeah. alert, there's no baby in there right now, yeah. so she can drink. So therefore, I'm drinking. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out if I can drink again. Hopefully, if, if timing goes right, this time, or no, yeah, this time next year, I'll still be, I'll be able to drink. And that'd be great, but that's probably not a real thing. Um, right. So I'm not really counting what I'm looking forward to beer-wise next year. <laughs> All right. I don't count. So right now. let's go ahead and jump on into our favorite and least favorite beers for the year. Yeah, you can go ahead and start with that then. Because I'm too excited. Um, she just can't hide it. Basically, uh, She's so about to lose control. Wait. Yes. I believe there's one more in the chamber. What? Let's go ahead and crack open. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I was like, "What are you talking about?" It is not. It's breaking a little bit of the theme. It is still a stout. 
It's from, from Prairie. From Prairie Artisan Ales. I'm scared about this It is not part one. of the bomb lineup. This is the Apple Brandy. Read the full label there. I'm already feeling buzzed. The Apple Brandy Barrel Noir. An imperial stout aged in apple... Excuse me. Apple Brandy Barrels. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. Good pop on that. Pouring not as dark as the bombs. Still that silkiness on top, though. Yeah, it's real... Like the it's not a big head. None of the bombs have had a big head. Mm, you can smell that apple. Yeah, you can. All right, clangy, clangy, clang, clangy, clang, clangy, clang. So let's go ahead and see. Mm. Oh, very appley, and mm -hmm. it's not like that. Mm. Not acid out of the hive, but yeah. That's delicious. Man, I hope that's it's also very strong. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th that's not the part I was concerned about. Uh, it's a there's a slight more bit of a booze to it. It's boozier, but not harsh. Yeah, it's not harsh at all. None of these beers have been harsh. Hmm. Okay, um, Justin, why don't you go ahead and lead us down the list of your favorite beers? Favorite or least favorite? Favorite. Okay. I'd rather just get the worst ones out of the way. And then All right, you want to lead with the worst? Go ahead, lead with the worst. I can like do one and then go right into my next one. Just, then, just yeah. go ahead and hit us with your worst beers. One I've talked about on the show. Lily Kalawi. Lily Kalawi. Oh, no. oh. That's not the Hawaii, to say I think it's yeah. necessarily a bad beer. I just you were thing because Brian took you to task on that he one. He did. He did, and I understand that, and it's fine. It just wasn't for me, and I was not expecting that flavor. It. Came off as pineapple to me. I don't know why. Maybe I'm crazy. It, I think, and, and and I agreed with you when we finally had to try it. So I I understand it, but I happen to really love pineapple, so I was like fine with it. I'm not a pineapple guy. Yeah, I had to side with Brian on that one. I had to be the one to do no, that. No, no, no you're fine. No, it's it's yeah, two that, against two. <laughs> yeah, I, I side with you, Brian. Don't worry. Uh, also on my list, which apparently I had at some point this year, uh, Red Stripe. I've had it before. <laughs> Some reason I drank it again this year. So not hooray beer, it's boo beer. Boo beer. <laughs> and uh, I believe we all know what my least favorite beer of this year was the Pilgrim's Dole. Oh, it has to do with Pilgrim's. I didn't put it on my list because I knew one of you were going to do it for me. I freaking loved it. Yeah. So I was up there with you. <laughs> they got it in four packs at Party Source if we you all want to swing by. We have not reached a quorum, and I maintain my vote. I say nay on it. I do not like it. I say the nay. I'm going nay. next. I'm going next. Yes. Sorry. Those are my worst beers. We only, oh, three, he's right? got to. You want to do your worst? You want to do your favorites now? Oh, okay. Yeah, I can do my favorites. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so one of my favorites is pretty recent. Not tonight recent. I, I banned everything from tonight. Fair enough. However, I believe Chris, you're the one that gave me this, what, weren't you? The The... The, the worldwide stout. Oh, you didn't yeah. like it, or no? no, no you no. did like it. I'm sorry, that's on your yeah, one of his favorites. Sorry, it is amazing. So, I don't remember trying. Oh, I didn't get to try it. That's what this it was. Bottle has no information on the label. It just has worldwide stout, double the 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 malt. Yeah, all, all the malt. It's like yeah. obsessively malted is what yeah, it says or like, something like that. I was under the impression that you could not leave off the ABV off of any alcohol. No, there's like, no ABV right? on the label. Right. Yeah. So, and that led me to hunt so it down. I just came off like an imperial stout the other night, and I'm like, oh, yeah, let's get something, maybe something lighter. Let's try to find something. 
And I finally just see this. I don't know what this is. You know what? We're going to drink you, mystery beer. <laughs> sip, 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 sip. Huh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's 18% ABV. The oh website gives the website gives a 5% range. It says anywhere from 15 to 20%. Yeah. There, okay, the bottle may as well say follow your heart. <laughs> yeah, because I just this thing and I was like, it's so good. But it's so strong. They, they followed their hearts and put all the malt. In I I have not gotten to try it yet, and it I'm was a I'm like sad. I didn't mean to get drunk. <laughs> Were you watching Night Attack at no. least? No. <laughs> uh, I I had this thing. I was just like, oh my god. Uh, but it was it was delicious. And now if I find it, I must have more of it. Mm. But I tried to explain this to somebody else, and they're like, uh, to some people I work with, and they're like, how strong is that? Well, let me put it this way: stronger than wine. And they went, and yeah. wine will get you going. Yeah, and they went, wait, there's a beer that's stronger than wine? Yeah. What? That tastes you don't even good. Know. Beer strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not weak. No, 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 no. That's up in, like, the liqueur. Do we have any in the fridge still? We have one in the cellar that will pop Damn out in, in a couple of years. So. Okay, so, so wait, I'll be able to drink then. So if you are wanting to track down the Worldwide <laughs> Stout from Dogfish Head, they will not brew it again next year. You can maybe find it in four packs right now for almost $40 a four pack. It is expensive. It's so good. Yeah. Um, Jungle Gems still has four packs. Mm. They have a bunch of them. That's... Driving to Fairfield, Ohio right now. <laughs> Keep uh, me away from the Olive Bar. So, <laughs> also on my list, um, I believe it's from Sagatuck? Uh, the Neapolitan Sagatuck, the Neapolitan Stout. Oh, gotcha. That's the same brewery does the blueberry pancake, thing, which is right? out yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, six packs of blueberry. Well, blueberry we'll stout. Dub, dub. Uh, blueberry pancake stout. Yeah. It tastes like you're drinking blueberry pancakes. I well, still maintain blueberry is the best fruit flavor that could be in beer. This Neapolitan Stout is what you would expect out of it. it it's like it took a it took a horizontal swipe out of a Neapolitan ice cream and dumped it into a stout. That's fine. It's because you. Because, you know, normally, oh, vanilla, chocolate, those are flavors you kind of expect in stouts. Right. Throw a little hint of strawberry in there. That's fine. Mm. And it's it's so good. Yeah, I'm okay oh. with this. That uh, brewery, that they know how to do some flavors. They do. I, know, I, I, I can't speak to if it tastes artificial or not. What I can speak to is that it's delicious. <laughs> I don't think the blueberry one does, so I, I am led to believe that this one might not. I haven't had it, but. On the end, that it does taste a little artificial, but it's refreshing as all get out. But Neapolitan mm. ice cream in and of itself is artificial, so really they're hard, they're holding true to that. There you go. That's right. it, right? <laughs> they're pretty speaking, on point. But speaking of artificial, this one was artificial, refreshing as heck. Mm. Listerman's lemon pound cake. Oh, oh yeah. 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 That this, was good. And, you know, so when I was looking through my untapped check-ins to try to find my list, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the year that we all went to Listerman, and we're like, oh, wait, what? For the the big uh, late spring, early summer releases, and I have to say, because we had, uh, at Oktoberfest, we had a bunch of them, but they all played better to the season. And when it's hot, those beers were absolute, when they were ice cold and it was hot out, they were amazing when it was delicious. 90 degrees outside and they brought out free lemon pound cake oh, beer to yeah. us and we were like yeah so, lemon if i had to choose one of the listermans lemon pound cake is the one that i feel like i got the most 
consistent enjoyment out of it. Now, that said, they have a lot of really that good chikow. stuff. That Chacow. So you guys have to come up for Chacow <laughs> Day whenever it's going to fall. They have an entire holiday at Listerman. Okay, where she's they like, serve, yes. They serve 15 <laughs> variants of Chacow. Yeah. My wallet can't. Right? Now, now that said, as delicious as Chacow Serve, is, you can't get not, bottles. It did not save me. It did not save me in the blistering heat like the lemon pound. Uh, fair, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. No, it was the perfect beer for the day. Yeah. It was. Uh, and then also on this list, uh, the rum barrel aged snow shovel. Oh, <laughs> yeah! That what Casey hasn't got to try it yet. We, we have a bomber. I that said we should open. try it tonight. I'm just saying <laughs> that beer was. Although we're gonna get riggedy right there. Amazing! So oh my gosh! Yeah, that one was good. Um, Compliment you on adding that to your list because it wasn't on my list. Cool. All right. Uh, is, that po- is that all five? Uh, one more. Oh. Sorry. Uh, just because it's it's it was my gateway drug into IPAs, the Citradelic. Mm. Yep. Okay. Good call. I it, it's it's a fantastic Citra hop. I'm totally going next. And it, it just it hit everything I needed to hit. And it it's it's what what got me it the Citra hop was mellow enough I guess. Is the perfect to, to get me into that 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 right flavor to start mm-hmm. building my palate to that. And oh yeah, like this year the thing that I loved, like I was mentioning this kind of a bit in trend wise, is just the the crazy new hop variants that they're they're going out with more. Right. Oh yeah, and so yeah. you got like the citra hop. Uh, when I I homebrewed with Casey, the uh, there was there was the two hops we used for that. It was, uh, it was one mosaic. One would be Mosaic and maybe Galaxy. I think so. And Galaxy Mosaic has was, a bit of the citrus, yeah. Mosaic was like the Danker one, I think, wasn't it? Mosaic has, literally, as the name suggests, it's a mosaic of all kinds of hot flavors. So you've got minty, you've got fruity, you've got like, high I just remember having a handful of it, smelling it, and it's like, oh, that's a little it's a little dank, but okay. Yeah. And then you get a hold of that Galaxy, and it's just like, oh, yes. Yeah, I need, a lot of I tropical rub fruit. This and... in, I want to rub this in my beard and mustache and let it just be there all year round. Yeah. All right, so... Because um, we don't have a terrible lot longer to go, um, I'm just gonna run through my list. So the least favorite, since we that's how we started. Start this. negative, end on a high note. Yeah, yeah, end on a bit. That's what I wanted to do. So, Lost Dune from New Holland. <laughs> that's not my list. The one that tasted like pond water because mm. of the cardam. Is it cardam? Coriander. Coriander. Oh yeah. Coriander plus something else. It was just awful. Coriander and blue. Don't do it. And I love New Holland. I mean, we're gonna have the dragon's milk for the New Year's Eve stream. I and of course this is after the fact, right? Uh, But I love New Holland, but this beer is just bad. Don't and and, and not everybody makes a good uh, a good beer all the time. It's just not a thing that you can do. But what compounded this, what got me is at the time I couldn't find it in singles. I wanted to try this beer. You had to get a six pack. Had to buy a six pack. We took one sip. And it was just like, oh my god! Now we're stuck with five more bottles of this yeah. pond water. It was awful. Um, That's when you have a night where you get riggedy wrecked and down them all, and then to do it after time. the fact. And we yeah. did. We did. In I think fact. we did that. Just lie back and go. All right, let's now, do this. Now, just because there are there are sober children in Japan right now. <laughs> um, next is the nitro IPA from Guinness. Oh, yours is identical to mine. <laughs> we didn't even look at each be? other's lists at all. Like we I, were like going to surprise each other. I. That was one that because it was just it, depressing. I've had it before. <laughs> I had it and I was like, oh, because I hadn't gotten the taste for IPAs yet. I think when I tried it, I was like, it doesn't oh, matter. It's just, well, I was like, this is. I mean, it's drinkable. It's it's. I can swallow it. 
Mm. Uh, (laughs) Technically, it's a liquid. It was fighting through every drink. It was was bad. I tried it later. uh, Okay, here's the question. How did you guys have it when you had it? Like out of a bottle can or out of the out of the yeah, yeah. out of the can. I was can. I was at uh, like the pub and they had some of it. Okay. Like, give me a little sample of that off draft. That may have helped it a bit. To Maybe where like, to where it was like we didn't try that. Usable. So yeah, um, like, I think I still think it was just a bad shot I just, from their part. Yeah, okay. I I just treated it as a serviceable beer. Like yeah. it was no, it wasn't anything outstanding. I will say now, I've had it in. Cans or bo- I've had it in bottles, I think, or whatever they serve it in. I forget. Cans, cans, cans. And I was like, "No, this is no bueno." Yeah, okay. yeah. It's. Um, I could see you being a, they from like a restaurateur standpoint. You could sell pints of that. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so finally, on the bad list, this was during our tasting, our, the, our blind tasting. The naughty. Casey list. did this to you. Le fin du monde. <laughs> no. And I remember fin du monde is now. A hero. It's a beacon of hope of beers. This was earlier in the year, but I and I so I don't remember the taste specifically, but I I had rated it very very low and untapped when I checked into it. It was not good times. But 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 remember, I liked the Pilgrim's Dole, so like yeah. it was the it was the back and forth there. But I was not a fan of Le Fin du Monde. I've had some good experiences with Le Fin du Monde, so, so I, I was I've always liked totally it. different boat. And it, was that one sour, right? Or Mm-mm. or had no, a tartness to it. That was a triple, I believe, with spices. Okay, I don't know what it was. I, so I don't remember exactly like every it note had some that was gumminess to it. Yeah, it possibly. really did. But it, it definitely turned me off. Whatever it was, could have so. had some ginger in there too. I know. All right, that, that turned that, you that off. That. Yeah. <laughs> that turned you off. What turned you on? Uh, so, which is funny. What B E E R makes you H O T? Oh God. Um. Okay. So. So it's funny because this is this is why this is why I wanted to go next because similar to your list, first on my list was the Rum Barrel Age Snow Shovel from Braxton mm-hmm. because it was amazing. It's so good. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> also, that night we had the Big Sis Pilsner, which, which was, was good, a, which was a contender for making it on my list because but pil- the, because I mean, Pilsner crafts are not as common as mm. I want them to be. No, and that's a really good Pilsner. It was really good. Pilsners was, need to see a, a resurgence. Yeah. It, was a really good, do. it was a good tribute to a man that loved there were, Pilsners. It was hoppy. There were yeah. f- actual different flavor characteristics in there that you don't typically get from but a regular that Pilsner. that beer got overshadowed <laughs> by, by the, that rum barrel You smelled aged. the rum, but you got the, that sweet that sweet taste. Not, not boozy at all. No, it um, was not boozy. It got, was really... It made it... It, the barrel gave it the sweetness, and the yeah. snow shovel oh. is Braxton's uh, winter, winter warmer water. beer. So you got some cinnamon in with a rum, and it it worked out really well. Oh yeah, it was. It was a very delightful. good beer. It's it yeah. Um. So next is uh is based on our trip that we had to Portland, which now the beer is going to be coming out next year. Oop. Is the Hazelutely Chalk Tabulous oh, from Rogue, wow. which is a, a it's a combination of their hazelnut um stout right. Ale, ale, hazelnut ale, and their chocolate ale, chocolate stout, it's chocolate stout. See, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna mess that up. <laughs> you know what? It could go either way. I need to, at yeah, this point. So way. for anybody, it's, it's amazing. Um, it was delicious when we had yeah, it there it was on really tap. And like, I, I, I need it inside of me. It's just a blending of the. two I can't beers. wait for you guys to try it. Honestly, um, and on my and list as well. Uh, I don't know if I think we. Sh- I want to say we sh- tweeted it from the show account, but now I don't remember. Um, but they the the label looks fantastic too for the bottle that they're they're putting out next year. I'm excited. Uh, so the third on the list is Citradelic. Yeah, <laughs> it is because it got me into IPAs. Yep. 
it be, because it's tangerine it's seemed to be of... <laughs> it's yeah, the gateway apparently. drug. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to akin um Zither the... hops or the gateway hop. That's yeah, just That's what it is. It... Um, These are experimenting with harder hops. I yeah. think tangerine in an IPA makes like with the, with the that hoppy flavor makes complete sense. Like tangerine is lemon's good, but for some reason tangerine stands out to me because mm. you get that little back in back end of a the orange kind of taste. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but yeah, citradelic is just I could I could always go back to that no yeah. matter what. Um, we may have similar best lists. So. Yeah, it's coming down that way. Right. So number four is the Tart Lychee from Lips, the, which is the Lips of Faith series, 2016 from New Belgium. I forgot about the Tart Lychee. That is, we tr- we got to try that when we were at New Belgium, and in, it was fantastic. In there. the wood cellar. Yeah. It's like fooders. It's like a forest of fooders. Yeah. And we're down there, and he's like, "All right, now we're gonna, uh, I'm gonna pour you guys some of this beer we only brew once every three years." And, and he's we were pu- like, "What?" <laughs> pouring it in front of the fooder that has the next, like, in three years. It's got that three-year batch in there. Like, the yeast and everything is, stays in that fooder. So he's like, oh, no. It's, it's like right there. And he's like, all right, I'm going to start pouring it for you. And he's like, all right. And I picked that one because <laughs> I don't typically lean towards sours at all. Um, and I didn't have to try the shade from Mad Tree, the Gosa, until Oktoberfest, which was later on that month, actually. Blackberry. Um, yeah, which was amazing. Uh, that almost made the list. But... Uh, <laughs> um, I don't typically lean towards sours, and it was the first sour I'd ever had that was was really, really good. Like I, I was, I, I had to stop when I was drinking it. I was like, yeah, I really like this. It was. Yeah. Um, okay, and then finally uh, is, and unfortunately, another local one. Sorry, guys, um, but it's the Rubus Cacao from Mad Tree, mm. which they're actually putting out again soon. Yep, it's spring beer. Yeah. So I. It was just pure chocolate in a glass. Raspberry and chocolate. It's raspberry so, and chocolate. But I didn't. I never got a lot of raspberry out right. of it when I drank it. But it was. It's really it's very good. subtle. That's what's good about it. Is yeah. it's subtle. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's Mantry hardly does any wrong. Okay, for me. I'll go next since your list is basically my list. Um, <laughs> That's why I wanted to go after Bob immediately. <laughs> yeah, you want to steal all mine. I see. Even though I spent the day making mine, and then you just like glanced at mine like, oh, okay. I'm gonna I didn't look at yours. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've seen all of you all staring at my list. I can't see after the fact. Yeah, no, he doesn't count. I didn't make mine until I got over here. <laughs> all right, uh, mine. Uh, my three for least favorites of the year: Lost Dune and the Guinness Nitro IPA. Despise those beers. I never want to see them again. Uh, the only one that differed on our two lists was uh, Dogfish Head's Higher Math. Because it was so strong, I don't know what the hell was up with that thing. I got bottles in the cellar to see what happens to them over time. <laughs> it tasted like ketchup and fries. Yeah. It, I, it I don't remember. Vinegary and so acidic. It was so weird. It's not what I want out of beer. Yeah. 17% alcohol. I don't know what the hell's up with that thing. Or no, it was 21. It's 21%. Jeez. And so Fire I was like, math indeed. Yeah, that's what was, <laughs> it was an anniversary one. So I was like, you know what? We're going to stick that in the cellar. And maybe in five years, it'll be drinkable. I'm just <laughs> saying, wine turns to vinegar. So what does vinegar turn into when you age it? Over Hopefully five? something Hardcore drinkable. vinegar. <laughs> okay, but. You need some miracle fruit. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, my favorites for the year. Again, somebody stole a bunch of my. Uh, he stole mine. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start it off. Um, our buddy Jim came over. He's from Michigan. Right. Uh, makes uh, excursions when he's back home. 
two bells to the general store, and he came over and brought. Don't uh, have that look, Casey. Just get over it. Get you just <laughs> no. Okay, one of my favorite beers of the year is going to be uh, Bell's Black Note 2016. This is their uh, bourbon barrel aged Imperial Stout. I didn't get to try that. Okay, I've got. To, I've, I like stouts. Yeah. I like bourbon. I like anything you dump into a bourbon barrel. This beer, out of all the bourbon barrel aged Imperial Stouts that I've had, was without a doubt the straightest oaky one I've ever had. Like it wasn't, you didn't. It wasn't too boozy. Like you really got just a sense of the oak barrel. Just like licking that barrel. Kind of, yeah. You didn't get. You got a bit of a licorice kind of note with it. Okay. But it was real. Like a lot of these bourbon barrel aged ones, it just completely trumps any other flavor in there. You'll get some kind of chocolatey bit maybe because that's really strong as well, or maybe a coffee note or something. But this was the most well balanced bourbon barrel aged. Imperial Stout I've ever had. So I had it was going on the list no matter what. And we had two different ones. We the, apparently they did two different batches last year. They did an early batch of the year and they did a batch for very recently. And uh from the two we had cuz he had one from each batch that we tried, the most recent batch was the best. So Bell's Black Note fresh. Don't age that baby. Have it fresh. It is the best then. Okay. Uh moving on, uh Heady Topper from The Alchemist. That is a legendary beer. Makes it makes the rounds everywhere. People can secondhand market those bottles or those cans for insane amounts. Again, it was Jim who brought that to us. I'm at, picturing this like because I'm a complete and utter nerd. Secondhand uh, market for Magic the Gathering cards. Yeah, it's, yeah, baby, I got a Black Lotus right here for you. <laughs> Alpha. Hetty Topper right. is the Black Lotus of the beer world. <laughs> it really is. That beer was astounding. I have to say, it was the first time I'd had it. All the praise, everything that goes towards it, I could freebase that beer. I mean, <laughs> what I'll I'll shoot it up direct into my veins. I don't care. That was absolutely amazing. Uh, Tart Lychee, mm. same. Okay. She she stole it from my list. What can I say? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I can say while I enjoyed Tart Lychee, I remember the actual taste of eating. The lychees. lychees. Yeah, not the same thing. The, no, it was extremely different. But. Delicious. Yeah, still they're very nice. Casey uh, gave us that experience. We got some actual lychee, like the fruit, and had them. It was really good. Okay, uh, another one that her list share with mine is the Hazelutely Choctabulous. Everyone, as soon as you find the bottles when they hit shelves, do yourselves a favor and get it. Just, just dive tackle anyone in your way and and take it from them. All right, and my last one is one everyone can find. It was one of my favorites of the year, and it's one of my steady beers. Uh, just the Anchor Porter. Mm. It is so good. It is just a prime example of what a porter is and can be. So definitely do yourself a favor and dig that one up. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Casey, where are we at here? You all don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm just kidding. Probably not. Bell sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. so. Whoa, whoa. We're, un- <laughs> we're unplugging Casey now. <laughs> Um, on my worst beers of the year, definitely went with the Guinness Blonde Lager. Um, really? Horrible beer. I, I didn't hate that. But. The Blonde Lager, I didn't absolutely despise, but I see where you're coming from. Was yeah. not a fan of that one at all. Um, my next worst beer of the year, I'm going to make some people mad. I, I, it was okay as a beer, but for the buzz that it's got, it's nothing. Like, it's not 
it shouldn't have as much buzz as it's got. And that's the National Bohemian or the Natty Bow. So mm. you all can go ahead and write off any Baltimore listeners because you won't. I mean, no, it's, it's, I don't know. it's their thing. Um, it's like the big, big local. It's made by Paps. You all, you had that when you all were up there for uh, the yeah. conference. Yeah, so that one was the most overhyped beer I've had this year. And then the one that I absolutely hated, um, could not finish the bottle, was the Mango Magnifico from Founders. I heard that, and I saw the bottles everywhere and just avoided it. Yeah, it was that, you know, that artificial sweetener, artificial fruit flavor that was through and through that bottle, and it killed me. Oh, could not I, haven't, I haven't had it. I'd be willing to try it. I don't. I, I, I do expect that I may not enjoy it because I, in my head, I'm like, not even Founders can knock them all out of the park. Yeah, that was a Founders had a lot of dynamite, hundred percent beers to me this year. Yep, they this proved themselves this, over and over again. But they had, I don't think Mango Magnifico is on the brew list for next year. Can no. I point out that there was a there was a beer on our on my list that I I took off because I was not a, not allowing myself to put it in the running for best beers. All right. The Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Mm. <laughs> that was. I think we all went through that thought in our head. It's like, well, it's just understood to be it's an ABS absolutely amazing beer. That's. I didn't put it. I was like, it's everyone just knows. It's like Bourbon County. It's like I don't put it on there because everyone knows. Right. Why sing the praises of a beer everyone knows is amazing? And uh, you know, I don't. But know I just exactly. did it with Hetty Topper. Yeah. Like everyone knows it's amazing, but I finally got to have it for so, the first time Casey, this year. Uh, some of your best beers. So on that list, it kind of went with sort of the beers that I'd heard about for a long time and hadn't really um, had a chance to try. And, and on that list is Phantom, uh, the Saison. It's a Belgian brewery. Cantillon, Rose de Gambrinus, uh, was very high up on my list this that, year. That was an interesting, that was an yeah. interesting uh, bottle of beer. It was my first Cantillon, so, I mean, I've got yeah. to put that on. I've got to put that we, on the list for sure. Yeah, and we had to make sure, well... We tried to make sure your wife didn't see the right price the price tag on that <laughs> bottle. Yeah, um, it's like those sours in the fridge. When I sent the list to Casey, he's like, "I don't want to know how much you paid for those." Oh yeah, I, I was, was like, "Good." Yeah, I was. I was told I had one job by his wife and that I failed. And it was to stop him from <laughs> wasting money. That was not a waste. It was Cantillon. I got to have some. I didn't think it was a waste. Right. Um, next up on my list was a sort of a sleeping. Uh, sleeping beer that I really didn't expect to be great going into that it was the Pearl Necklace, Chesapeake Stout, <gasps> Flying Dog. Yeah. I loved that. Yes. That, I, t- I, I, I'm starting to think that the oyster stouts are better than the oatmeal stouts. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't. I mean, Again. after we had that, I was like, oh, that was <laughs> clean. That was good. Yeah. Refreshing. Yeah. It's a stout. You could after you have it, you say it's refreshing on it's, you. It's one I I looked back in my Untapped. I didn't rate it super high, but I think it's because it didn't strike me as what a stout is supposed to that be. That night, too, we had so much stuff, because it was yeah. after the Alltech thing. Yeah. It was after yeah. the Alltech thing. We did a massive round of Three Floyd stuff. We did a massive round of Rogue stuff, yep. and then that one was just kind of thrown in there, and it was really delightful. Good ca- palate cleanser. So I've wanted to try more stuff from them since then, and we just haven't gotten around yeah. to it yet, because I think sometimes we go after the badges, and sometimes we go after you know the things, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm really intrigued by what Flying Dog has to offer. Um, next on the list, and what I would act, and I'm putting these at five to one. So I mean, like Phantom, Cantillon, five's Phantom, four's Cantillon, okay, uh, three Pearl Necklace, two would be Hetty Topper. Um, oh yeah, again, see, I was yeah. trying to trying to set you up for a segue so you can go. 
I also picked Hetty Topper. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you just... No. Our lists kind of go over here because we do. A lot of the times we get a hold of these rare things yeah. and these acclaimed sure. things. We share them between each other. That's like yeah. these prairie ones and the dragon's milk ones later. I spent the year hunting these down. And if I couldn't get a hold of enough bottles, I, I sat on them. If yeah. I got a hold of an extra one, well, you bet your ass I pop, popped that baby open and tried it. But I made sure I was holding bottles for everyone. We wanted to keep these sort of national where where you could get them throughout the nation. So, yeah. I mean, I understand that. So, my I, I struggle with my next one because I feel like my number one beer is really the best beer I've had all year. Um, but I did want to put in the honorable mention of the Enjoy by Christmas, the 12, 25, oh, 16. That was delicious. That was good. That was one really was good. amazing. It was um, All of the Stones Enjoy Buys yeah. have been. Uh, yeah, it was an unfiltered. Unfiltered, yeah. yeah. Unfiltered, and it was good, really good. Um, but my number one uh, being a little bit more regional is the Hilton Head Brewing uh, Session IPA. Oh, my God. Yes. And we, you brought one can to us, <laughs> and we had to we – like, we went down to see Casey again, and we were back home, and we're like, holy crap, do you have another can of that? Yeah. It, was it was amazing. Really yeah. So um, that was like so a heady good. topper, sessionable heady topper. I have to say yes. And it was so – as whatever that brewery is not getting enough acclaim, that no. beer should be the top on everybody. It's probably list. one of my top five IPAs. Yeah, um, that was. Yeah, it had it had amazing fruitiness. It had freshness. It was it was just good. It was perfectly it sessionable. Yeah. yeah, so sessionable. It was everything. Uh, I think like we need that. to do we need to do an episode of just like top uh, top five of of each major style <laughs> or something. Call them the brewers you know, like the, or something. The stouts. Yeah. Or the, I don't know. Yeah, like I mean, just like the stouts, the, the IPAs, the, the you know, the drinkies. sours, the drinkies, the drinkies. Yeah. There we go. Drinkies. That's it. Okay. But yeah, so um, that's that's sort of my my list for this year. We'll see how it goes. But mine were basically beers that um, I'd sought after for drinkies. a while. Yeah. yeah. These Here are you go. First annual drinkies. The, it's yeah, like the the cord killers, the, uh, the killies. <laughs> this will have been the first annual drinkies, yeah. uh, a somewhat edited version, because we had to give our year in review. Yeah, there we go. I, I think we did a, a decent job. We didn't make. I mean, we had a good amount of predictions. I think that aren't too far fetched for next year. Um, El Coco of trends. Happening. But yeah. I say we had some spoilers already. It's like, oh, what do you predict? It's like, well, oh, we've already seen. Well, it's like predictions and then things that we're looking forward to yeah. for 2017. Right. Um, I predict I will enjoy the El Coco. I and predict I, I might finally get to try it. I, I predict Spirit that... Flying, I don't drink an entire keg. <laughs> on the way right. home. <laughs> I predict that everyone will get... Hazelutely Chocktabulous will just go crazy. It'll blow and you guys all your minds it. as long as it's good in bottle as it was on draft. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing, isn't it? Um, that's the big difference. Um, okay, so we're, we're actually going to need to wrap up we're way over on really time. soon. Yeah, we, we went long, but there was tastings. There was, there was discussions. Yeah. A lot of stuff happening. There was a book section in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, because we're nerds. <laughs> um, okay, well, um, let's go ahead and, and, and wrap this up. So uh, I'm going to say if you didn't get to check it out, because this will air after the fact, um, <laughs> our, uh, our New Year's Eve stream for DiamondClub.tv, um, which also supports the Extra Life charity, will be um, airing will be before this. So uh, if you... You'll listen to it before you listen to this. But, but if you're one of those people who skip and, and, and right. try to pick some stuff or try to catch the most recent one, you know, just in case... Uh, it is out there. It's my understanding also that if uh, if you think that after you listen to that, if you think it's too late to donate to uh, the – It's never too late to give to charity. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not too late. That account should be up for a long time after the event. Okay. And so you can actually go to 
bit.ly slash hadswag, H-A-D-S-W-A-G, um, nice. just like have a drink in all lower cases. And that will get you to the donation page if you'd like to donate. Nice. Uh, so um, subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. You can also follow us at haveadrinkshow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Please rate the show also on iTunes to help spread the word. It's better than wearing a sandwich sign, sandwich sign on the side of the street. Indeed. Uh, tell us your favorite drink. Ask a question or just leave some general feedback. Use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com or you can also use the feedback page on the website. Okay, real quick. Uh, we forgot to add this. This will be a good time to throw it in. Yes, yes, yes. So Sorry. before I do my bit of the sign-off, everyone who's hung in here, you get a bit of a heads up. Unless you watch the New Year's Eve stream. Uh, we're, we're giving away a swag bag of coasters and stickers. And to get entered, uh, go sign up on iTunes if you don't have an iTunes account. That's true, yeah. And rate the show. And in the comments for the rating, list your least favorite beer ever. It doesn't matter what it's going to be. And then give it the review of your favorite beer ever. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so the subject of the review is yes. your least favorite beer. Yes. Yes. And your, it's it's subject review, and body. Yeah. The body. Is... So I want to see some things where it's like someone putting Natty Light and giving it the description of Bourbon County Stout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what we want. Make and... it hilarious, and we're literally just going to run a random number generator, and whatever the number it gives us, we'll count down Other like top to bottom from everyone like, that I enters. Feel like someone does this uh, particularly exceptional job should should also. They should get bonus you can points. On one, they, like, Possibly, like a, you know, I probably got a book or something we can give away to them as well. If that's well, we the still case, have yeah. the book, which is we separate have books from that's this. saving right. yeah. for yeah, Nerdtacular. Okay, okay. But well, we, I may have something else as well if, if we find somebody that's yeah. really good at this. We will message uh, the winner, and we'll get your mailing address. We'll mail you your uh, swag bag. Uh, there probably won't be any have a drink stuff in that yet because we do not have that stuff made yet. But we are working on that. The first run of any stickers we ever did are gone. And I think the only listener that got one is Brian because we got to meet him in person, and he got ours. We don't even have one. He got ours. That's true. One. Oh, well, you've got one. I think Casey has I one do. too. Yes. Yeah. So, we, we so neither it. of us have it. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll hope to have that stuff uh, later on at Nerdtacular 2017. So you're getting a bit of a, so. a leg up on everyone after listening this far into this episode. And now I will close this off by saying, all joking and fun aside, we'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. Yeah, none of us are driving today. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. They're sleeping here. All right. Um, be sure to check us out in another couple of weeks, or in this case, maybe within a week, um, for the next episode. Uh, once again, I am Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.